James. Rough. Have you ever opened the doors of perception? Um, I assume you mean by having like a, a tall, a tall frosty beer on a Friday afternoon. Would that be what you what you're referring to? Now that's just hearing from afar a noise behind a door. Okay, but to actually throw open the door and cross the threshold and enter sort of like you know the realm of Aquarius is a, is a different thing entirely. Is what you're saying? There's only a certain mind that. Not only craves that, but demands that. Like full ascension. Um, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at a certain point, usually when you have been paid a lot of money, you no longer think about such earthly things. The earthly realm has nothing left to offer you. Yeah. You need to look on the astral plane. Yeah, complete ego death means... You don't care about money because you've got heaps of it, obviously, but, like, you don't... You don't need to. You don't need to talk about it. You don't need to care about it. Your mind is on bigger things. You need to go to the next level. What is love? I can't actually answer that. I can't answer what love is. It's a question I'm still trying to like wrap my head around. No, no. What's love? The company. Oh, the love, the company. Okay, great. Uh, actually, all right, cool. Yeah, I've got it. Ryan Breslow. Sorry, that was a bit of a non sequitur. I just dropped a guy's name. <laughs> that was a painful introduction from two non-comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan Breslow, who is was the founder of an American company named Bolt. Which Not get- to be confused with Usain Bolt's micro-mobility startup. No, a different one named Bolt. Well, and you can kind of get it because Bolt is a great name for a startup. Yeah, well, you've got to have four letters for one. Four letters. It's got, it has like a propulsive kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Energy, electricity. I get why multiple have, have used it. So Bolt was like a one-click checkout company. Mm. They were um, all the rage. They were all the rage for a moment when everyone was obsessed with- Frictionless payments. Frictionless payments and checkouts and all that sort of stuff. Ryan Breslow went through a little bit of drama with the company Vault. He's out. But a Forbes cover story from this month said that he's back, and he's back of a CEO of a startup called Love. There's another four-letter word for you. But it's another powerful four-letter word. See, Bolt, you can see it's like I can imagine kind of a lightning bolt. Love, I'm getting a love heart. Absolutely. Of course you're thinking a love heart. But what is love? Love is a bit of a change of tack from a company that's just trying to scrape a few cents from every checkout transaction on the internet, e-commerce stuff. I'm reading straight from the Forbes article right now. What is love? Breslow says the wellness company, there's clue number one, will act as a Kickstarter for clinical trials, crowdsourcing ideas and cash to run pharma-grade studies on the health effects of natural products. For instance, the power of turmeric... Is that how you say it? Turmeric? Turmeric. So, for instance, the power of turmeric to manage diabetes or coffee's impact on reducing the risks of stroke. And there's a quote. There's a quote from Mr. Ryan Breslow right here. Western medicine (laughs) is extremely beneficial in severe cases Mm. of trauma and illness, but there are so many other alternative paths that are free, cheap, and accessible. That being said, there's no data. It's all conjecture. Some people will say homeopathy is a bunch of wackos and many people say it really works. Our goal is to put an end to the age-old debate. 
Great. So facts and logic. He's doing the perfect Silicon Valley thing of merging facts and logic with like basically woo-woo bullshit. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like underpins the whole industry, really. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can monetize woo-woo. You're laughing. Yeah, yeah. And like get it over the line with people that are a bit like, I wouldn't go to a chiropractor. No. Because the thought of like getting ghosts cracked out of my spine isn't something I think is real. You need to get that person. Yeah. Get them drinking turmeric lattes, yeah. uh, which I don't mind, to be to be frank. Sure. There is an interesting propensity for folk like this to be drawn to Eastern medicine, Eastern philosophy. Eastern spirituality. Not just Eastern. No, no sorry. Yeah, but, you know, like, and yeah, exactly, like New North, Age. South, East, West, yeah. without the West. Every, every, Everywhere every, but West. Totally. No, that, as he says, that, as he says, that is... Useful in cases of severe trauma. Yeah. So it's like Western medicine will save you being in like a SUV accident, mm. but everything else you can do with like turmeric, basically. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Like, and, and you see that very publicly with people like Jack Dorsey is the perfect example. Tech coder guy turns, live in Africa six months a year, grow the hair out long. Ice baths. Ice baths. He immerses himself in ice baths every morning. Big meditation energy. Like meditation, obviously, a huge thing. But yeah, as you've said, like we kind of went from one-click checkouts to right now all the rage, seemingly in Silicon Valley, often by not first-time founders, i.e. founders who have uh, started a business before. And made their money. Made their money. Found their exit. Um, And even if they've just exited via being acquired by some business, been a high-level product manager at Airbnb or what have you for us time being but now their passion is psychedelics to treat depression or yeah or exactly tropics you know exactly like trying to like let's forget about the material plane let's make society spiritually healthy again to your point going from kind of one click checkouts to marijuana and, and mushrooms i feel like there was this real tipping point where previously i don't know if it's like late aughts I can't identify it. Maybe you, listener, can um, identify exactly when the tipping point was. But we went from highly optimized, like you can't sleep. You know, you need to work 24 hours a day, cut out all distractions, everything hyper-focused on work, work productivity, uh, efficiency, to at some point, now the zeitgeist is get eight hours sleep. Very, very important to get eight hours sleep, which I agree with. Wake up, one hour of meditation, one hour of journaling, then there's that like free associated writing thing that people yeah, seem yeah, to be yeah. into where you're just like supposed to kind of write whatever comes out of your head. Yeah, it comes, it comes kind of waves. And I feel like the, the tech industry is always like so obsessed with these weird little trends, especially yeah. like these things where it's like, how do you maximize your productivity? Mm. And it's like either, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm 21 years old and I'm at a startup, I'm a founder, I'm grinding, so I'm working like 21 hours a day. Yeah. And like obviously I've given myself schizophrenia by not, not sleeping. <laughs> Sorry, that's not very scientific, but you know what I mean. And then you like you have the other side of the coin where it's like, no, you need to like measure your sleep to an insane degree. You've got to use like your Apple Watch and your mm. apps to make sure that you're like meeting your sleep debt. Yeah, and magnesium make- before sleep and in the morning these nootropics, et cetera, which, you know, look, I don't mind if I do, but <laughs> I haven't tried Give journaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what we think. There was like that, also that period that popped up. It's still ongoing. It was like a movement where the whole thing was like using technology to measure everything about your life. Mm. So using wearables to figure out, like, what was my heart rate throughout my entire day? Mm. How much sleep did I get? How many times did I go to the bathroom? Like, what 
what did I eat? What what nutrients did I sort of absorb into my body? And then using that to sort of like find efficiencies and like design around it. Yeah. And making sure that not only am I working as much as possible, but like I'm doing it scientifically and making sure my body is getting that kind of like nourishment. Yeah. And it's full it's, optimization. Yeah. And it's like this weird tech version of like, you know, I guess like Byron Bay hippies who are like think about how do I nourish my body? How do I eat the right food? Mm. How do I like remain in touch with nature and, and spirit and whatever? Yeah, Juicero, an early harbinger. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a great harbinger. I mean, like they, I can't even, is it Juicero or Juicero? I can't remember. Juicero, the classic subscription juicer. That's right. I mean, did, did they have a health pitch? Well, I think so. I think, well, remember there was a period where juice in particular, the, the press juice? Cold press. Cold press juice, yeah. Cold press juice was having a moment where, like, somehow by cold pressing fruit rather than just, you know, the classic squeezing technique, yeah. it wasn't just removing all the fiber and just giving you 100% of the sugar. It was somehow, like, a mystical, like, health thing. Yeah, And you yeah, would yeah. juice instead of eating, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, you, you juice. I think you can compare that to, like, the earlier moment when um, Soylent, was big. Yeah, Soylent, yeah, yeah. Soylent, I mean, Soylent was like the opposite view where it was like, we can put every nutrient your body could need. Yeah, you no longer need to eat. You, you into this like fucked up grey slurry mm. and like you can drink that in 10 seconds and it gives you more time to program basically. Yeah, yeah. You have more time to build apps. No, you're right. The, the Soylent to Juicero to now, like now you have to actually like take time, I guess. No, not for me. The Soylent to Juicero to Mushrooms pipeline. Oh, it's, it's clear as day. And I think it's one of the most interesting dimensions of, like, the tech industry. Because, as you know, as has been pointed out many times before, that what is Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley, in its contemporary sense, is, like, the melding of basically, like, defense tech. You know, that's the whole reason. The whole reason Silicon Valley exists where it exists is because it was kind of servicing the American military industrial complex after mm-hmm. World War II. And then that sort of turned into like microchip firms, your companies like HP. Mm-hmm. And then who came after that throughout the 70s were, you know, the hippies, yeah. which is also what the San Francisco Bay Area is known for. Your people like Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs is kind of like the figure for this kind of like side of the tech industry. He is the guy who like spent his young age like traveling India getting in touch with Eastern spirituality, lived kind of like the hippie lifestyle. The name, lived and died by the hippie lifestyle. He lived, <laughs> very much died by it, by deciding that he could treat cancer by eating apples or whatever, or like, <laughs> <laughs> or like a fruitarian diet, basically, which turns out not to be true. Turned out not to be true. And as a result, who knows? If he had gone to the doctor, the iPhone 14 could look really different. That's <laughs> the camera wouldn't be so big. The camera, yeah. well, at least they'd put the camera in the middle. Yeah, that like sidetrack. But that's one thing that pisses me off with the iPhones. Right, the reason they put the camera in the corner because the camera was small. The yep. camera is now more than half the size of the back of it. Why is it over to one side? They're very yeah. It's, okay, oh, that's interesting. So you think like the camera should be like in the middle, like an old digital camera, basically? Oh, that would be great. I just mean it can oh, be oh, at, at in the, the middle, top, in the, the middle. Top. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's over to one corner, but it takes up more than half the back. It goes over the halfway point. Yeah. No, I think I think you might be right. If Steve was alive, if, if Steve had hadn't eaten those apples, if, if he it, hadn't juice dieted, and Steve, instead maybe just got like you know got a doctor to just whoosh, open it up, scoop out the cancer. On your way. Wow. 
Yeah, no, that, that, just a theory. Just it's my a, theory. It's a, the it's camera a, would be in the middle of the iPhone. It's a crazy counterfactual to consider. Yeah, absolutely. That's what um, we're here for. Yeah, exactly. But as ever since, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that Steve Jobs is the only guy that was doing that. A lot of the early software developers who were working on uh, computers back then, obviously a lot of the core Macintosh team also at Apple were like that as well. But as a result, there's always been this kind of like woo-woo aspect to the tech industry mm. You know, even though it, on the one hand, it's one of the most like objective kind of like industries where the talent are engineers and builders and what have you. They're some of the smartest people on the planet with thinking mathematically and everything like that. At the same time, there's always been like a really strong dimension of it that's like connected to like these bizarre spiritual aspects. And they kind of emerge from time to time. And yeah. it goes through like, goes through ebbs and flows of like, focusing on that but over like the past decade especially we've seen like a bunch of people as you say who have gone through exits who have built some sort of company that's about payments or microchips or whatever it may be or shared office space we works yeah exactly and, you know another typical figure who thought that like we works which I've, I've just started working out of a we work and i gotta say lovely office spaces but in terms of like Elevating the vibrational frequency of humanity, pretty low. Pretty not, not. And I'll tell you like what. Compared to a pub, for example. I went to my very first WeWork session the other week, actually. And my first experience was a woman having like a screaming, crying meltdown in one of like the Zoom booths they have there. <laughs> Are they like. So like somewhat soundproof, but well, still like- allegedly, like, and they're they're all so kind a muted, of- a muted hysteria. Well, basically, but like, because they've got like a line of Zoom boosts that you you can go in at will to have a call, and we've they got sa- one in our new offices down here. Actually. Oh, cool, and they and a they pod. Sa- yeah, and they say like these are pretty limited, so just use them for half an hour or whatever. And they've got like big red lights on them, so yeah. they light up when someone's in there, basically, mm. so you can see it from a distance. But they're completely adjacent to the the co-working space, but this woman went in there. I'm still trying to work out what her complaint was. You know, it was, it was very loud. It was like to the point that I think the booth might have been defective because it was it was, it was it loud, amplified. It was loud and clear. And I, Maybe over a certain frequency or a certain kind of volume, the walls actually start to vibrate outwards. It could be actually. It could be like a big, a big speaker, a big subwoofer. I initially thought that maybe she was getting fired. Like the intensity of emotion was such that I thought, oh my god, like a life oh my god, th- this woman is being sacked on Zoom. Mm. I was like, that is terrible. Mm. But then it quickly became apparent that, like, I feel like it was just like a really minor workplace dispute that she had gotten really upset about. Anyway, so I don't want to dwell on this too long. But all I'm saying is that I did not feel like my vibrations being like brought to like the rhythm of the universe, which I think was the goal of, is what they said the goal of WeWork was. Yeah. Well, I feel like the thing with a lot of, I guess, these entrepreneurs is, you know, we're taught our whole life that you're defined by business success or career success. Now you've got that, then what? And you combine that, so people who probably at a younger age have had some degree of career success, especially if you've had an exit, right? That's, that's like retirement in a way. That's like you worked on something and you either passed or you failed, you know, it's done. Then you combine that with the classic quote, takes acid once. (laughs) Vibe, yeah, totally. And what you get is 
yeah, someone who goes to Burning Man for the first time and starts seeing capitalism as this thing where it's like supply and demand is this beautiful universal thing. It's, it's the rhythm of the universe. So you've seen the supply and demand curve? That's like the golden rule. Yeah. And my one-click checkout is connecting people with the products they want. It's know? about desire. I'm solving the problem of desire. Yeah, I'm getting people closer to the things that they make them happy I mean, in a frictionless manner. And you, it's very easy and very, like, once you've had, yeah, mushrooms, great. You have a mushroom cap and all of a sudden your one-click checkout is your Gandhi, you know? <laughs> I mean, that is peace to me. You know, if everyone can get anything they want with no friction, doesn't matter what race, gender... <laughs> Doesn't matter what race or gender or just like religious our- <laughs> affiliation you are. Just giving us our three percent plus thirty cents. You can go onto an online checkout and get it delivered in a day. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you can see how compelling that is. But yeah, and it's becoming also explicit in the sense that a lot of tech-ish companies are kind of moving into cannabis. Mm. Cannabis has become like a really techified kind of industry. Yeah. Obviously, the, the other side of it is that, like, you know, Philip Morris and big tobacco companies are like, all right, the next terrain is cannabis mm. as it gets legalized everywhere. But also, there's like a real tech vibe to it. I remember when I, I went to Colorado back in like 2015 or so. I'm pretty sure it was at that point, it was like one of two American states where cannabis was legal recreationally because I was like, intrigued this was like a new concept to me I, I checked out a few of their dispensaries or whatever and i went into one that was like literally modeled around like an apple store it looked like yeah. an apple store and they had like the little glass canisters with various like strains of like indica or whatever and on display and they had little ipads that told you like what was in this particular strain even back then i was like oh man the next frontier is like really like making this tech yeah um but the same thing is happening also with like the growing movement after that towards like psychedelics and like mushroom and LSD therapy you know there And are again lo- you can see it it's like look at the line on the chart of youth and mental health right it's upward and to the right unfortunately yeah regrettably regrettably upward and to the right but upward and to the right is also where you want revenues to be going so there's a yeah absolutely yeah 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 and so there's this huge movement and like dollar signs in the eyes as well as, you know, connection to earth and nature. What if we don't have to worry about, like, America's healthcare system and big doctor, <laughs> a really big doctor, um, but, inst- <laughs> but instead all of this mental health is this opportunity to sell this thing that I've recently taken and has really opened my mind and made me feel great because guess what? Like a release of serotonin in your brain yep. <laughs> makes you feel happy and lovely because yeah, drugs yeah, are yeah. good, folks. Yeah. Newsflash, yeah. <laughs> drugs make you feel good. But, yeah, solar signs. Oh, completely. The thing I find so fascinating about it is there are a lot of industries which are not tech but get kind of dressed up in a techy kind of way. Obviously, we we already talked about WeWork. We've talked about it in the past. Mm. That's a real estate leasing company that yeah. sold itself as a tech company because they had a wonderful app. Same sort of dynamics are playing out in this kind of like nascent drug and wellness space, yeah. which is all kind of like blending together in weird ways. Yeah. Where it's kind of like pitching it and like their websites look like Apple.com. Yeah. They've got this real sleek marketing, which says that, you know, this is just a different kind of technology, you know? Yeah, yeah. In the same way that you use an iPad to access your online banking, our specially packaged mushrooms could one day, legislation pending, let you access your own mind. It's a classic. It's a tale as old as time itself. 
Make your recreation your occupation Correct. and you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. Here's another one. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> anyway, so I will be launching our new recreational mushroom uh, mental health thing at Burning Man this year. Okay. This will be like the down round official, what are we, well, like, we going to call it? Up like, round. Up round. <laughs> up round. Absolutely. That's right. We will be debuting at, at Burning Man. Unfortunately for our Australian followers, because of the fascists in government, there's no way that you'd be able to purchase it. But see you at Burning Man. See you there, 2023. Woo!